children of prophets in the house. Prophets, remember how to pray. The secret room of God, God's secret room, is only for sons and daughters. So when you're praying, you have to picture yourself entering God's chambers. You, you must picture, that must be one of the first images you have in your mind when you get into the place of prayer. Before you see anything else, before you begin to see things that you're looking for, before you begin to see uh, uh, issues that you need to deal with, the first thing you must see is yourself entering. You must enter into the chamber of God. It's a chamber room. It's the private quarters of God. In the private quarters, there are people there. There are no angels. There are no angels in the private quarters. There are only people. You go there to meet men who you can enter into conversations with. They tell you about lives that they lived before, that lives that you're qualified to live today. That is, those are the first things you see. So I'm going to allow you to pray for five more minutes so that you can picture the right image to get into a place of the world. You get into a place of how you picture yourself into the chambers of God. It's one of the first things I see on a Thursday service. In a Thursday service, the first things I, I press myself to see is entering God's chambers and I speak and the kind of words that I speak are give me understanding of the word. Mm -hmm. I start to demand for things in his bedroom. I, I see understanding and I, and I reach for understanding and I say give me understanding of the word. I reach for wisdom and I say, give me wisdom to the solutions that I need for tomorrow. This is how a prophet first enters into his call. It is a private one-on-one -on -one sessions with the Lord. God allow you to press into that place now. Press into that place for five more minutes. Just press into that place. <laughs>
together. Good evening, Pulse Leaders. Good evening, sir. Good evening, good evening. Uh, I know it's long revolution to sound like I remember when I used to work in the city, right? And I just noticed that everybody on the train was miserable. Everyone on the train was miserable. And nobody, have you noticed that nobody says hi to him? Listen, as packed as that tube is, and a guy is staring at you right in your face, you're never going to get your right in UK. How's things going? It's every man for himself kind of thing. Huh? But there's love in the house. Right? Yes, sir. How are you, Ma? Good evening. Pastor James is here. That's um, uh, Evangelist Pastor Stevens' son. Prophet James. I think we have to find a way to differentiate all the Jameses now. So many Jameses. Okay, welcome to our leadership summit. It is Today is the 10th of December. And tonight we're going to do some teaching, though. And the excitement, but I think tonight we're going to be teaching and get into some words and understand some things and then see how we can use that in wherever we're sent to in the world. Um, of course, to welcome all the leaders, um, I'll welcome Igis. Igis, what are you eating? You're eating while I'm speaking. I'll welcome Igis, I'll welcome Pastor Gabby, I'll welcome Pastor Maggie, I'll welcome Pastor Alicia, I'll welcome So the teacher gave a small smile like, yeah, yeah. 
So, out of curiosity, you can imagine me putting my hands on my lap. So, out of curiosity, I just said, What name did he give you? He said, He called me some Michael Mason. Some funny thing. So, this guy, so, not just that, listen, listen, this. So, he, after the line is done, after the line is done, he's then he graduated from line to fortune certificate. Yeah. So imagine now, imagine this now, imagine this now. He's meant to be bringing back his results from school. This is it, right? And if you deny it, I'll just bring the certificate, so just keep quiet. So he's meant to be bringing his certificate from school to prove that he actually goes to school. Because now the line has reached the highest that now he's on CCTV. Imagine, imagine a student that has reached a level of notorious madness that the school has to keep him on CCTV watch. So he's the only student in the whole school that they watch on camera. Is he getting to class? I'm telling you real life of my meeting today. Is he getting to class today? Oh, 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 watch him, watch him. He's scratching his bum now. Okay, force along with all of the knife. There's just so many records against them. I'm trying to remember them. That's how that's how big the file is. The file is so big. Uh, so what happened? Yeah, you know, CCTV watch. Once again, what again are you So it's so it's like yeah. So this guy, they're just thinking, is this even a child? But yeah, we have detention Jaden here. Um, yeah, so anyway, so he has to be on CCTV watch. <laughs> he has to be on CCTV watch to the point where they gave him a certificate and said, right, now go and collect your result from every teacher based on how well you've done in class. You never guess what this this notorious El Chapo did. This El Chapo brought out his pen, knowing fully well that he's wrecked the fucking one class, and he knows he can never come home to me with a bad result because it's just going to be chaos. So what's he done? He's brought out his pen. He's gone to the previous day's certificate of the teacher that marks his work, and he's trying to forge the signature. <laughs> what a crafty little guy. And he's forged the signature, he's managed to get the English teacher signature right, and then he gave himself a star. <laughs> and when he's so successful, he decided to replicate the madness. He forged the math teacher, then forged the RE teacher, everyone forged it. Knowing fully well that this is a, an oblivious day, I've lost everything possible. I love the way you're looking at him because you're licensed to. The hell out of this guy. Don't worry, I've spoken to him. Beating is now allowed. So you can beat this guy and correct him. He's not gonna kill you. I don't care from him. Uh, he's not gonna kill him. He said we should not spare the rod, right? That's for sure. But for this Sandra, with my Bible reader, Bible reader is even gift up on the So um, I said you can read the Bible for me. So find that scripture for me. So that we cover, so that we protect ourselves with the word, right? Let's protect, like we say, let's just protect ourselves with the word while we go through this preamble. So anyway, this this um this uh, El Chapo guy, now he's forged maths, English, science, RE, and giving himself A star for the whole day. 
And then at the end, he wrote, very good. <laughs> so I've now seen the report thinking that it's the head teacher that said, very good, well done, great day. For me to now went like a video, I went out of the mouth and said, good boy. <laughs> what a guy. So, so I said to him, this is London. School is free. If you don't want to go to school, go and stay at home. But not in this house though. You can go back to your nana's house or your mom's house and just stay at home. School is free. You don't have to go to school because you're going there to misbehave. It makes no sense. I'm telling you now, you don't have to go. You're allowed to stay at home. Please. try my best to move on from him because this the rap sheet is just so long I want to share it with you it's a family church isn't it yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Pastor Laddie is here Minister Hannah is here um, what's your name again Kofi Nana is here everyone's in Ghana there's Kofi somewhere <laughs> let me just be safe Kofi Nana is here there's Kofi your name somewhere <laughs> <laughs> um, William is here that's the um, pioneer of Sat down with me. And he said, 
said something so that it was flattering, but I, I was laughing in my head because he was like, And I wanted to say, damn it, I don't pray. <laughs> well, I don't say that. I can't tell you that I don't pray because then they're going to not pray. So I'm thinking, yeah, I pray, I pray. Um, so I remember the Thursday services, as long as I'm praying the Thursday services. So I said, yeah, I pray. So I'm like, like Thursday services. And they're like, wow, wow, wow. Then they said, oh, so how do you study the word? And that's the other thing. I don't even study the word. I don't know how to explain. It's not like I go somewhere and I'm reading for hours and hours on end. How do I receive the word sometimes? It's speaking to some of you guys. And then someone says something interesting and I just stay on that thought for a long time. I stay on that thought for a long time till I hear scriptures in regards to that thing. Like the other day, for example, I was listening to a sound card and what did Pastorby say? Pastorby said, um, the mountain that is the pyramid or the pyramid that is the mountain you know he does that uh, that is not you hear me and then nobody answered and he said the mountain is the pyramid the pyramid is the mountain and I just thought then hey this guy was saying something mad though but at the moment of the excitement of the word nobody really understood what he was saying so I would just dwell on a thought like that and it would lead me to scripture okay so so I didn't know how to answer that preaching but I shouted them go and study because I studied I did say that Pastor Alex is here. And Pastor Bio is here. Woo! Pastor Bio. Pastor Bio is here. Pastor Kevin is here. And Minister um, Brian is here. And Minister Corday is here. Pastor Bio is here. Listen, this whole list on it, I think myself, Pastor Edwin, Pastor Bio, and um, the other ones are was like my prayer guy. So back to me not knowing how to pray, right? So Pastor Maya was my prayer guy. In those times then, I just could not put myself into the place of prayer. Maybe maybe because I was driving Pastor Toby around, maybe I'll, I'm going to blame PT and use PT as my excuse. The days of driving them around from morning till about midnight and then having to come home at the time and just go to bed. Everybody goes to house fellowship, but I refuse to go to that thing house fellowship. I did not like house fellowship. So whenever house fellowship time came, I stayed at home and I used to watch Family Guy. That's what I used to do. And that's the truth. And I'm saying it now. That's true. And I did that for months and months and months until a friend came. And then it, it was awkward to not be in the fellowship because everybody was being spirit and praying in their fellowship circles. And me and Bondos didn't have a fellowship circle. So I just joined the Tulsa circle, etc. They joined the That's so that's what brought me to fellowship, but I did not like fellowship. I felt it's I felt like why would I now at the end of my day and engage in praying again? That's how I was today, because I'm thinking I've already gone through my whole day. Now I'm tired. You guys now expect me to go and be praying somewhere. Why? So I never used to turn up to fellowship. Never. I used to sit and peace and prayer. So I struggled in the beginning months, but God gave me grace, right? <laughs> God gave me great grace. And Pastor Bayo was my, and still is, like my spiritual partner. So what do I mean by a spiritual partner? I'm not really like husband and wife kind of thing. But in the place of spirit, we are just more like, we were just like one person. 
So it was, I would give the word and while we pray, I would give the word and while we pray. The, the video you guys used to love that, um, in the Tulsi play where Alice looked like he was dying of malnutrition <laughs> and everybody was crying. That video is Tulsi Hill. That's Tulsi <laughs> The confidence of a man who's in prayer, able to see, you understand? You're able to see, and I remember Pastor Bayer's story, when God arrested him and told him, sow a seed so I can give you eyes. And he had to obey that, that, that vision. I believe there was even a timeline to it. There was an instruction like, do this before this time so I can give you eyes. And then he went and he sold his car.
from this bedroom and I was a person and he's not coming down to eat, he's not coming down to drink water and he's continuing and continuing and the mom said we knocked on his door we knocked on his door to tell him to come and eat and he said leave me alone boy <laughs> no story, I'm telling you that this, he became obsessed and mad it was like okay so now why do you have like a social life so I began to worry that why I have a social life I remember when I used to tell you things like, bro, I'm worried, just go to cinema. <laughs> she said, just go. Now, now we see him in Brother Boy. But then I was telling him, like, yo, you know what it's like? For the fire that I know to be in Brother Boy, ah. Brother Boy should be grateful because she's very bad. No, seriously. That, that must be he's a serious artist. In fact, Bookie, maybe I'll take it back. But why is he in this room? This man is trapped in a realm of prayer. Trapped in a realm. It got to the point, let me tell you something. It got to the point where I would turn up to Tulsa and in prayer I would just say, Lord, I tap him to buy his gift. I promise you. I say, I tap him to buy his gift. And I'll pray for people and I'll see and I'll prophesy to them. And that's how I used to do it. I used to come to Tulsa and say, Lord, that's happening to my brother by his gift. It, it's a sharp, it a very sharp gift that it is important in the place of heart. That's what I'm saying. You must be able to see people like them. William, William is, is playing around. He thinks he's a traitor. I mentioned that. People like William, I birthed William in the place of prayer. Grab this white man to my bedroom. <laughs> My mom's thinking, what the hell? What are you, you doing? You're like the maddest person in the world. How do you bring an old guy to our house? What's going on? Drag it to my room. Charlie is worried. Drag it to my room. I'm like, kneel down. Because just imagine me, right? Kneel down. And he's like, oh. and he kneels down. I'm like, now we're going to pray. And he said, oh, I'm like, oh. I said, I'm going to if you remember, right? One hour gone, two hours gone. I, I prayed, and my mom does the same thing that they did to Bajaj. You knock on the door, is everything okay there? And I'm just ignoring her, and we're just pressing in. Four hours of prayer. You know, when you stand up after four hours of prayer, if you've been kneeling down, if you've done it before, you know. If you don't, you don't know. You get up, and then all hairs. It's like, ah, oh, have I been able to stand before? I have to stretch small. And then this guy's like, oh, sorry, that felt good. <laughs> I like this guy. Okay, come back again. Let's keep doing this. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, and we're praying and praying and praying and praying. Until one day, in the place of prayer, three hours later, God just showed me, do you remember the gift of your brother? He doesn't know. So now he sees, but he doesn't know why he sees. Because in that place there, God reminded me, do you remember your father's gift? I'm going to give it to this guy. So then, three hours later, I've told William, stand, stand up now. Do you remember that I touched your eye? So he's probably thinking, what the hell is going on? Now he's getting spooky. I grab his eye. I'm praying for him, grab his eye. Because I've already heard. I think after that day, this guy's coming with all kinds of but he doesn't know 
Well, you know you're sitting right behind them. You don't know where you got the gift from. It's, it is, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. It's like they're in line. <laughs> but I remember that day and God said, I, the brother's gift, I, I give it to speech. So sometimes I listen to Evangelist William. But I always know when he's using power, he starts to get afraid. You know, prayer takes you into a spirit called faith. It's a gift. But he knows that's his realm. It's a gift called faith. That gift called faith is like maximum boldness. These guys are mad insane people. They can decide that no, 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 this is how it's going to be. And this is what is going to be. And you're just thinking, what are you talking about? So whenever I see him afraid and do like jellyfish, I know, boy, you're not praying. You're putting your heart and mind into something else. You're spending too much time with that girl. People that live in farm or wherever they said that they, they live. You're spending too much time with the, with the, with the carnal men. Because it's a bold gift. It's a bold gift. How did we explode? 120 people. Pastor Brian saying this is bold tomorrow. There's going to be 100 songs in this place. And tomorrow there'll be a demon that will challenge us at the same time. I don't think you guys just remove the other one. Let's stick to the, the 100 songs. <coughs> it's a bold gift. They're able to challenge. They're able to, to face things. But it's, it's brought out of that prayer place. That's what I'm, I was saying to you. You know the funny thing I'm talking about is one day, Evangelist was a Christian said to me that all he keeps on hearing is Joshua. Joshua keeps on hearing Joshua. That's the one that they told him be bold and courageous. Joshua was a prayer man. You see, after that prayer, he prayed with God. If you can share a one-on-one private prayer time with God, it can last you the whole of your life. If you can take God as your prayer partner. One day he spent praying with the Lord. Be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous. This man went on to go and take down kings. Many men, few men. You know, Joshua's boldness began to become very weird. To the point where he knows I need light to be able to see my enemy, to kill my enemy. So he just looked at the sun and said, stand still. He, he actually believes that by his word, the sun will stand. Can you imagine that kind of boldness? Where you don't second guess yourself. Despite whatever you may have done or been through, but you're just able to speak, it's from a place of prayer. And this thing got so bad, you know, it's a condition that kept on escalating in the life of Joshua. When an angel came, some of you will, will be talking about boys in the ends as if they are enemies but I'm saying when an angel appeared to Joshua, Joshua drew his soul on an angel and demanded to the angel, you better speak now let me know if I should cut you down or let you live, an angel no man imagine seeing such a being and you still because you've been preached to, to be bold, every part of me tells you that I can take this thing down and so the angel felt every atom of the word coming out of Joshua's voice, and he knew this guy was a 
So he quickly replied him, said, I am the commander of the of the of the forces of the Lord. He had to reply him. Because at that point in time, Joshua is convinced. That is what we need in this time, this generation. We're going to speak about conversations. Conversations that we have to have with certain people. There are conversations we have to have. It's not a conversation you have to have with God. It's a conversation you have to have with a role that belongs to you. But until you speak to them, you can't know what you're sent to do. You can't know. So the first conversation Jesus will have will be in the temple. Do you guys remember that conversation? Yes. He's asking questions with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He's asking questions to understand. Understand what is the level of the work required for me. Understanding what is the intensity of the work required for me. Pastor Rayman, you can come inside, please. To understand. But it's by conversation. It is not by locking myself away in my room because sometimes we can get very spiritual and say to ourselves, let's just let me lock myself away so I can find myself. Do you not know that you find yourself more when you conversate with someone who looks like yourself? That's when you, you begin to speak. It is pointless to have Pastor Eber stand here and preach the word if she's not given the word where she is. Then what's the point? So who are those people having a conversation with? So then it is your fault if the world falls or if the world is convicted of sin because you never engage them in a conversation. So many people, some people will be able to get away. Some people will be able to get away on that day when the Lord says, do you know me? And they say, we don't know you because the one you sent for us, we did not hear from them. So God will delay his coming. He has to delay because some, there are still some conversations to have. There are conversations to have, guys. How many of you guys did your homework, though? And this is like an interactive class, so I'm going to get into more than we're going to be talking. I enjoy it. So I asked you a question, Pastor Boy, I gave them some questions that, that we need to do in the leadership process. So I asked you, what is the most searched word on the internet? How many of you guys did that? You asked the question one. Pastor Gabby, what did you get? Huh? You got Facebook, what did you get? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. You got Facebook, what did you get? Real estate. What else? Anyone else? So you said phrases though. I think that's a word. What then phrases? Okay, is there a phrase? You have a phrase. What's the most searched? Actions speak louder than words. Interesting. So Facebook. Don't be around the bush. <laughs> that is so professional. Wait, wait, that is, that's mad professional. That's mad professional. <laughs> Don't beat around the bush. That's so mad spirit though. You soon see why. So how, how can Facebook occupy the atmosphere of conversation? So Jesus Christ, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad and whatever else, Buddha and everybody else you know that may have come in to change a world or a time could not even engage in more conversation than Facebook. 
So it's almost like there is a 99.9% chance of you being born and Facebook is the first thing you're going to want to hear from, the gospel of Facebook. So there is a chance that you can live to 13 and not know who Jesus is. It is there is a chance. But it is impossible for you to live to 13 and know Facebook. So it is all about the conversations that we're having. If, if someone decides to make a conversation, a what? Trail. A timeline, a trail of conversation, like an email trail. If we decide to continue that, what is the right word I'm looking for for that? I don't feel like I'm saying the right word. thread so I'm looking at how 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 do I link a, my issues to my solution how do I link it I remember I go back to the email thread so in the email thread what is the first thing the first conversation you have is what is about the problem that's the first conversation but for those of you guys who have ever sent out an email at work or you sent out an email amongst your colleagues the first conversation is always about the problem the last conversation is about the solution to the problem that you began with but somewhere along the line is a thread of emails a thread of conversation that has not come to the conclusion right so where are we in this world where are we in terms of conversation now because if Alex has not started the conversation in regards to where he's sent to, then he has to begin that conversation with a problem. You're not getting what I'm saying. So when problems begin in your life, it could just be that maybe you started a conversation somewhere. And maybe if you have too many problems, maybe you started conversations that you should not have begun. Because when you stick to a line, of conversation so that you can journey and begin to conversate and, and begin to say when do we solve and how do we solve and, and that is what conversation is but with the conversations of God it's not just with one person he's speaking it with Alex he's speaking it with the descendants of Alex they're all in the email thread all talking about the same thing but what happens if, if Gabby goes to start a conversation in administration but there's a conversation in finance that Gabby just don't want to finish though. So when you start the new conversation, it starts with a problem. And now she's thinking, why do I always have problems in my life? Why did finish the last problem? You were getting somewhere. You were getting somewhere, finish the last conversation. So it is expedient if a Pastor Toby begins a conversation in the United Kingdom, Pastor, those are the witnesses like Pastor Boyer can testify that the conversation first started, but it started with a problem. God has given you the young people of this nation, but you started a church and you met all old people. So we have a problem here now. So what do I do? So the beginning of the life of the man that starts the conversation is all about how to deal with the problem and situations and issues arise in the life of the man. He's speaking in a way God says, okay, now for us to solve this situation, you have to lose this membership. And how do you lose this membership? If you begin to speak the words they want to hear, they remain. So I have to put a word inside you that irritates that membership. 
so that they can begin to leave. And as they leave it, it will look like you have problems. But we're solving something. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? Yes, so when the thread continues and the conversation continues, then it comes to a place where, hey, I've solved this problem, but there's another conversation has begun. How does it work in the workplace when you solve the first issue? You know what happens? They highlight, oh, I need solve this issue in regards to my computer, in regards to my internet. Now I am sending out a broadcast to the whole entire company to let everyone know that this is the person that solves this issue. So now she now has to engage in the same conversation internationally. It has to now become a global conversation. Do you, are you getting where I'm going? So that's why I said it's more like a teaching, more teaching and preaching and whatever prophesying. So you can know steps to your life. So Pastor Leah starts off as a single pharmacist working for herself. And she has to begin a conversation that takes her out of the walls of the pharmacy because she's following a word that says until the walls are broken, your ministry hasn't started. Breaking down the four walls of the church. So it's also Pastor Evan breaking down the four walls of pharmacy. So until you take that conversation outside, you've not progressed in that conversation. Something is wrong. Look back at the thread and see where you may have gotten the conversation wrong. How do you get the conversation wrong? When you start to input issues aside from the main issue. Abraham, you will be a father of many nations. That is the problem now. The problem now is you haven't got a child. You input another issue by saying, I don't think the woman you gave me is able to have children. So, I will marry another one and help you help me solve. How do I help God help me? It makes no sense. So, you divert from a line, but you've got to keep speaking that language. So, I realized something that when you see a man of God preaching outside of the remnants of what he sent to preach, that's a problem. That's a problem there. He's not going to get into the solution. He's not called for that issue. So, Pastor Liam might be speaking to a hundred students now. But if the conversation goes beyond what you're called for, you might as well have not have spoken to them. He said that they found the child speaking in the temple. And when they asked him, what are you doing here? He said, did you not know I will be about my father's business? So what kind of questions is he asking them? He's asking them about the people. They thought that the child will ask them about the Torah. Because the only question they used to hear is, what is Isaiah 59? And what is Genesis 22? But the questions he was asking them is, are the people able to obey the law? And then you ask them another question like, what is love amongst the people? And how do you demonstrate love amongst the people? 
asking questions. Because there were problems to solve, conversations. I think I gave you guys another question, right? What did I ask? Aha! How many languages were created when the Tower of Babel was scattered? 72. 72. So you put me on the How many languages? I didn't say it's right, I just said Kaliata. Kaliata, yes. I don't know what Kaliata would do. 78. 72. How many languages? Uh, 72, 78. So, Prophet, he's just taking the answers from me. Yeah? <laughs> I'm just going by the Prophet's Oh, Yeah, there's evidence of this study, right? Only two people have evidence of this study. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is that is everybody answered, yeah? Is everybody, is everybody answered or is there is there an answer that we need to hear? Okay, so you said 72. I see why you said 72. But it was only two. Two. That was your answer, but no boldness. Ah, so you need to go, go back to class one or the leadership to see if you get older. Have you listened to all the leadership of the mm. Only two languages. One is called cloud. The other one is called internet. So that I get what you're saying on the Facebook side. Two languages that, that were created. Because where did God come from? So they were going, they were looking for another language. That's what they were looking for. Cloud and internet. But you see, internet did not come from from heaven. Internet did not come from man. Because of the 
internet age. So, how do we take this in terms of the work? There are, and I was showing that Pastor Alex the other day, there are three types of wisdom. There is EQ. How many people here know EQ? Yeah. What did you say, Pastor? Pastor Alicia, what did you say? Be bold. Be bold. <laughs> Emotional intelligence. Huh? You say EQ. You said IQ. EI, we said EI. Okay, that's emotional intelligence. Then there is IQ, which is your intelligence. Well, you see, there's a third one called LQ. I don't know what LQ is. Does anyone know what LQ is? So we can get into the word. After this, we get into the word. How do we know what LQ is? So EQ is emotional. IQ is your intelligence. What is now LQ? Because LQ is what the world is now building with. Logical. Logical. This is what the said logical. logical. Ah, that's a retelling, yeah, yeah. 
were like, guy, preached <laughs> that word ten years ago. And he's like, we just want to take over the social media mountain. And we're like, do you remember Pastor Tony? Pookie has taken that thing ten years ago. So he's now like, okay, what mountain should I take, guy? We're like, oh, there's no more mountain, guy. Fill out your CV and send it to the goddess of the social media mountain. Maybe one of Pookie's assistants will catch it and decide to give you an interview. Their, their brains are out of So I have a child like Chloe. What am I doing? The greatest gift you can give the youngest people amongst you is the word. You set them, you program them into the future. Why? Because everything in this life is bringing us to the age of technology. So when the, the preacher was speaking about AI, yeah, we were laughing and joking, but I was, I forced myself to get something out of it. And when I got something out of it, I said, okay, now everybody can laugh and fight. Everything is programmed and designed for human beings to be useless. So, what is it? The gift of today is called wisdom. Wisdom is the only way for you to progress in your field and be a billionaire tomorrow. Not knowledge. Knowledge is the knowing of something. It is that I know how to trade gold or Bitcoin. Wisdom is solution driven. So, Wisdom says, I will make fast food faster. That will be the future. Because in the future, we will all be upset if we're still being served by a 16-year-old boy behind the till. We'll still, we'll all be upset. So it is the engaging in conversation. And now we get into the place of conversation. Let's go to Exodus chapter 3. And begin to speak from Exodus chapter 3 as God leads us into conversations that we should begin to have globally in the places that we're called to. When prophets begin a conversation with a God or a being, what does that progress them to? It is saying that there is an IQ that God is trying to give us in order to have conversation with God. It is not IQ, it is not EQ, it is an, it is an LQ. It's a love intelligence. The love intelligence is what allows you to have conversation with beings that extend beyond the boundaries of mankind because all mankind knows is IQ. The maximum we can do from stretching your brain is to increase your IQ so there's IQ score. And those of them that are even more uh, intelligent, maybe they unlock some emotional senses. But you see, the love intelligence is something that it is so difficult to get. Why? Because the love intelligence means that you're no longer a human, you're now a robot. Mm. Why did I say that? Because in order to access love, you have to be sacrificial. And in order to sacrifice, you cannot feel yourself. So the only, the funny thing is, in, this, in the movies, they make you feel and believe that robots can't feel love, but they can give more sacrifice than a human. Because they don't feel themselves, they don't feel their body, they don't feel blood, they don't feel pain. So they can sacrifice every day, they can lay down their life. So the scripture of John 15, they will fulfill that scripture more than men. Yeah. He who lays down his life for his friend, they will fulfill that scripture and beyond. So those who will become doers of the word will no longer be those who God created with his bare hands, but the children of Adam will become those 
who begin to do the work better than Adam. Artificial men found in the mind of men. Found in their mind, but they're programmed to obey and to achieve. Why? Because love intelligence is sacrificial. That's what it is. Read from that verse 1. Who's, who's my Bible reader? From the heaven. Now Moses. Now Moses. Was tending the flock. Was tending the flock. Of Jethro. Of Jethro. His father-in-law. His father-in-law. The priest of Midian. Wow. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness. Uh -huh. And came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Yes. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Yes. In flames of fire. From within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was not on fire. Moses saw that the bush was not on fire. Sorry, Moses saw that the bush was on fire. Okay. It did not, but it didn't burn it out. Did not burn That's right. So Moses thought, I will go over. And so Moses saw a bush. Thank you, Pastor. Moses saw a bush on fire, and he's thinking, why has this bush not burned out? But he said, now. What did he say? What was the time? At what time did Moses see the bush burning? It was in now. In what time frame did Moses see the bush burning? It was in now. Was it in 1952? No. Was it in the past? No. It was in now. What is the time called now? Because the time called now is the time when you can engage in the conversations with God. It is the time called now. He said, now Moses was tending the sheep. El cube. The intelligence of I am Moses, but I have lost everything. I used to be the general of the armies of Egypt, but now I've lost everything. So I will reduce myself to being a sacrificial lamb yeah. for the sheep. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So it took a whole lifetime for Moses to realize that he has to quit his life as a general and become the tender of sheep. Because God wants to enter a conversation with Moses and not a conversation with the general of Egypt. Because the general of Egypt only has IQ. The most he can have is maybe an EQ. Maybe some emotional intelligence. But even that has been desensitized of him because he's been slaying men so regularly. Blood is desensitized to him. So God has to do something to this man to bring this man back to the place of having a love intelligence. Because God does not understand intelligence, neither does God understand emotion. So when God begins to speak, he's speaking from the place of a love intelligence. So who does God look for to have a conversation with? A man who has a love intelligence. That's who God is looking for. So sometimes when you get into the place of prayer, why you don't hear from God is because you've become too single-minded. You become too much of yourself. You're a selfish person. So you're not able to see and hear the conversations God is having with you. So sometimes there are conversations that you cannot remember. How many of you guys remember dreams that you cannot remember? It's not because you did not dream, but it's because there's not enough love in you to bring what you heard in your dream into reality. You cannot even remember the conversation you had overnight because you're too full of yourself. Too full of yourself that you didn't you denied the conversation you had with angels. You denied them. What is a man that is called to have a conversation with God is a man with a love intelligence. So I have seen a man after my own heart. That is what God meant when he spotted David in the backside of the wilderness. 
because he had all of a sudden seen a man that did not believe in himself anymore. Yeah. A man who believes more in the sheep that he's leading yeah. than in himself. What is the work of a robot or an artificial intelligence? What is the work? Their work is to be servants. You and I both know, don't you ever say those things that like, I just wish I had a robot that can do this for me. Why is your obsession to create something that can serve you? But you did not understand that the power involved is to be a servant. So it is going to be the downfall of man the day they make the thing that can serve them. They will think that they became kings by having servants. But they will not understand that they became slaves yeah. by having servants. Yeah. Yeah. Because by becoming a slave by having a servant, what does that what do I mean by that? Because God said, if any of you is going to be great in the kingdom of God, you must serve. So man is, is setting himself up for a huge downfall. A huge downfall. So guess who's being prepared? Guess what is the greatest technology being prepared at the backside of the wilderness? It is a man called a pastor. So this is why you're asked to sow, you're asked to raise your community unit, you're asked to raise your houses, you're asked to raise people, asked to raise souls. Why? Because if you're an engineer but you're not groomed in the art of pastoring, then you're only going to be a slave for the future. Tofumi is going to enter into a work, God forbid, and 10 years down in that work, they'll say, guess what? We just wanted to give you the good news. Oh, master, what is the good news? The good news, ma, is that we managed to get a little bit of your IQ. No, sorry, not a little bit of your IQ. We managed to extend your IQ by 10,000. And we've created a Tofumi of our own. So you get to rest. We can put you to rest now because we have someone else working in your place. That will be the extension of mankind. When we create servants that will rule the world, and we will think, we will think that we're doing ourselves a great service by creating the things that will end up ruling the world. But God goes into his lab and begins to make another man. God makes another man. He scrambles another man in his backyard. In his backyard, he's looking for pieces of something to put together, but there's not many pieces. So what does he do? He picks up what he sees on the floor and it's a staff, it's a stick. He grabs the stick and says, Yeah, hold this, take this, take that, but take nothing else. So when he's sending them out into the city, he told them, Do not take anything apart from the fellow man next to you. God making a man in the backside of the wilderness, he's called a man of God, he's called a pastor, but we can only engage in the conversations of the God kind, the conversations in the time called now. The time called now is the moment you're able to eradicate every sign of yourself that proves yourself to be a human being. And you enter into every side of yourself that proves yourself to be part of the conversations of God. It is called love, compassion. Remember, I spoke to you about love and compassion. Then all of a sudden, God can open up his conversations to you and say things to you like, I wish I could make the world a, a small place to conversate. I wish one of my people will be able to create a better way of communication for people. But because the Christians were too busy praying for themselves and praying for their own breakthrough, 
they were not able to access into the love intelligence of God. So who accessed the love intelligence of God? It was a boy in university looking for another way to communicate with people. And then God begins to tell him, listen, I have something on my mind, but all I can see is the faces of people because of the faces that I made when I made the first man. And when I died and came again, I became many faces. Do you not remember that when God died, when Jesus died and came back again, they could not recognize him. So many faces. A new face that I appeared with on Monday. A new face that I appeared with on Tuesday. But I don't know the name of this thing, but I just know, Sha, that there's many faces attached. And then a guy just goes, hey, it must be something called a Facebook. Because it's meant to be a Bible, but I just see, instead of seeing Genesis, instead of seeing Exodus, instead of seeing Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, I just see faces in the spaces of the scriptures. I'm just seeing faces in the spaces of where there were letters and writings. So there are many conversations, possibly many conversations. How much more? If the little birds don't need to be fed, if they don't need to be fed, why? They depend on the Lord. And so one of us was not yet able to eradicate the selfishness of mankind to lock into the conversation of God. And then somebody else comes to tell us, these little birds speak a language called tweet. And so the conversations that happen in the world are conversations where the love intelligence is broken down to men. It is a love intelligence. It is when men are able to eradicate from themselves all the selfishness. The, the, the knowledge will no longer be a way to prosper. No, we've run out of knowledge now. It's going to be by wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom will be by the solvent. It, will, it is only given to those who have a high, a high love intelligence. So guess what? When you're being led as a pastor, as a man of God, God begins to break compassion into you. Why? Because he wants you to be able to get higher, not in intelligence, higher in love. I need to get higher in love so that I can partake of different conversations. Because if Moses stops thinking about himself, then he can identify the three million Israelites in bondage in his Egypt. But Moses has to stop thinking about himself. He has to bring himself out of thinking about himself. It is not about you, Moses. Whenever you made it about you, Moses, you ended up killing and murdering someone. You know, when you can lead many people. It can look like you're leading many, but if you're still selfish inside, you're still just leading yourself. You just have them walking on a on, on a dead end journey with you. So, Pastor, read that place again from, from, um, from verse 1 again. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jephro, his father-in-law, yes. the priest of Midian, and he led the flocks to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, yes. the mountain of God. Yes. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him yes. in flames of fire from within a bush. Yes. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Moses saw, Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Do you know why? Because when God begins to conversate with us, so that you understand when things become abnormal. Things become abnormal when you look out of the place of selfishness. It cannot be a single vision thing. It has to be a joint vision thing. So when I call for a leadership meeting and half of the leaders are present, I don't cry in my heart. I rejoice in my heart because I see more of those who are still on a single journey. 
don't let this word lie to you. Alex, don't let them lie to you. There are many that will say they are with you. It is at the point of your call that you will know who is with you and who is not with you. Many will sit on chairs and say they are with you. But the only way, the only way, we must first see those who can, who can accept to enter into the journey, into the place called now. Because it's a time that is right in front of us, but you need a heart to enter that time. You cannot enter that time by sleeping. If you went to bed and woke up, you just enter into tomorrow. But we don't want tomorrow. We want now. And if I die, I will remain in yesterday. I will remain in yesterday because everybody will live on and not remember me. It doesn't matter how good P.O. is. If I die today, you are all programmed that by the end of the week, you're all eating jello fries and kalimachi. That is how you're programmed. It don't matter. And every once in a while, you remember that there was a guy that used to preach the word. And we loved him. But is it going to make you cry? No. You're still going to bring out your spoon and stuff your face and say he was a very good guy. He was a good boy. Why are you, you know, I gave you the assignment of telling me who would you rather speak to? Because there are men that you cannot discuss with because they're in the time called now. And you hear of them, but you cannot speak to them. Because they're in the time called now. It's a time called now. In that time called now, there are very few inhabitants. And all the inhabitants in the time called now are in a conversation with the God kind. It is the type of light, it's the type of fire that comes down and burns but does not burn out. What is that fire? It is, it is you know, I realized something. That with the eyes of love, you're able to see the word for what it is. It was no fire there in the wilderness. No, there is nothing like a fire that does not burn something out. There is nothing like that. So, what light, what light was Moses seeing that does not burn something? What light was Moses seeing in that place of love, intelligence of love? He could now access the mind of God and see things how God saw things. And he was seeing what he called a burning bush, but it was just a big light bulb. And electricity pouring down in the wilderness. And that's why he said it's a fire. He said it's a fire that's not burning out. But he's just discovered electricity then and there. He's entered into now. He's entered into now and he's thinking, why is the light burning? But why is the thing not burning out? God has appeared in the time called now. And when he appears in the time called now, you cannot identify the things that he does. No, because you've not seen them before. It's a light bulb moment. Moses, now I call you to go and speak to the, your brothers and sisters trapped in Egypt. If you enter into now, you will see God as something of the future. And when you see it, you too will not know what to call it. So he soon enters a conversation with a love intelligence and sees a Google, but he's thinking, I'm just, I don't know what I'm seeing, but I will establish. The enemy is not known for creating anything. Don't think the weapons in the hands of certain men are from Satan. They are not from Satan, but they are handed over to him. So what happens is there are men 
who still have the heart of love. Remember what Satan wanted to do with Jesus in the wilderness. He wanted to capture for himself a man with the heart of love. Because I just need a man with the heart of love to access the intelligence of God so that I and Satan can continue to rule the earth because I cannot create. So the kingdoms of this world are handed over not by evil men, but by men who are under the sway of evil. They're under the sway of the enemy. So if they're under the sway of the enemy, it doesn't matter what they see, it is still for the benefit and it is still a tool of the enemy. So these are men subdued with chains round their neck like dogs and the enemy leading them like dogs telling them when to drink and telling them when to eat telling them what is new telling them listen create more turn this stone to bread do more miracle cast yourself down I cannot do it but you can but do it under my command if we're going to do something different in this time guys I want you to pay very close attention to what I'm saying to you because conversations need to be had and there's just not enough love to have them that's the issue there's not enough love to have them so you say you're an engineer but you were you have no passion or compassion for the world of engineering because you were sent there as an assignment from your parents so you're going there as a slave instead of a liberator so that's another problem you're increasing the inhabitants of those in slavery in Egypt and you don't want to go as a Moses because Moses has to be rescued out of Egypt and given the love heart. He has to be given that love heart first and then he's able to go back and win everybody out. So I was saying to Buki the first time she mentioned Nigeria. I said, listen, get into the word because you don't prepare for Nigeria by reading books on Nigeria. Neither do you prepare by saying, I've been there before, or I have aunties and uncles there. You prepare by becoming a robot. Every ounce of desire for that place must leave your system. So that when you go there, you cannot be bought out by the people there. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because if you still have the human intelligence and emotions, an offer can still be placed to you. You have to go there as a servant built to serve, built to serve an artificial machine. It makes no sense why she keeps on putting her life on the line. It is like she's mad. No, she's on a setting called sacrifice. And on that, on that setting, she's just built to serve, built to serve. It is by service, by service, Joseph became the Prime Minister of Egypt. You put yourself in service until it is hard, until you are indispensable in the place where you're sent to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you're indispensable. Are you hearing me, leaders? Yes, sir. So, until you're indispensable, you've not yet become a servant. So when Jesus gives us a scripture like, to be great in the kingdom of God, serve what is he talking about it is 
every ounce of myself must prove that I have transcended from the place where my body can tell me, not today, Bible, don't serve. It's too much now, it's too much sowing, too much prayer. These things are created to beat the body down so that your senses die out, beating and hitting at you. So, the, 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 the craziest thing about a sower is a sower can function in any world. Why? Because when a sower is given the wealth of the world, when they're blessed, if they meet a man in another country, in another nation, if he says, what you ask for from me costs this much, I know what I'm trying to say. Let me rephrase that to you. There was a guy in the time called Andrew Carnegie and another guy called J.P. Morgan. One bought the other one out. Do you know how? The other one wrote a number. He said, I want your company from you. And that one said, if you can afford it. And he said, I will not give you a number. I want you to write whatever number you want me to pay. You see, that one went away. I said, now I will put a number that will put him off. But the issue is, he's not understood the life of the other one. That one has been paying his way through life. He's used to losing. He's used to paying out. So he must have written 300 million or some crazy figure like this. And that one looked at it and smiled. He scrunched the paper into the fire and said, done. Overnight, a wealth transfer because there was no emotion involved when a price was given. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? So you can get into another world and people will place a demand on your, on your service. They will say things like, this is what it will take in order to serve in this place. Do you have what it takes? Do you have enough love to break yourself down for that realm? It's going to take love. It's going to take a shift to break yourself down for that realm. So you can pay and don't pay in installments. Pay outright because if you pay in installments, they have a chance to change their mind. Don't give them a chance to change their mind. Lock them in a conversation where you become indispensable. How many of you guys remember the conversations you had with maybe a partner or a friend? All of a sudden, you did not, when you, were, when you were without the person, you did not need to say good morning. You did not care if someone asked you if you had a good night. But you've entered a conversation and now you're just crippled to a certain form of conversation. That person now asked you about things that you want, you expect to now hear. Your day is no longer the same because I've not heard good morning from this person. It is a conversation. You begin something in the life. You know, some of you guys are looking for great things to take over the world. It's not a great thing. I speak to Pastor Leah to tell her, Aliyah, speak as often as you can to this manager until you're indispensable. Engage, create a conversation with this person so that even if they leave the company tomorrow, they have to bring you along with them. And as they journey to the top, you journey to the top also. Because you may say things like, you know, we don't talk as much. Because ever since you were promoted, our timetables don't meet anymore. 
So he has to go back and rethink something. I said, you know, the easiest thing now would be to promote this girl and to change her mentality. Conversations. When, when Moses entered a conversation with electricity, And then electricity began to teach him and show him and speak to him. Telling him how to liberate a world. Gave him an idea. From to today they still use light bulb as a sign of I've got a good idea. It's come from oh now I will turn and look and see what is burning. No, is that an idea has come into his heart. An idea is coming to his heart. I mean, whatever it is that he's seen in his heart is just the right thing. I don't know how to explain it because I'm a man of prayer. I've been in the place of prayer. And in the place of prayer, I've heard conversations that I know this is what I need. This is the truth. And I wake up and I don't remember it. So I know I need to grow more. Why am I not able to leave that realm with the gold that I found? Why is it that when I enter into now, and I hear the conversations of now. This is holy ground. And as far as I remain in holy ground, I can hear all the solutions needed. And I'm like, yes, now I can come out and do. But when I come out, I don't remember what I heard when I was inside. Is that prayer life is lacking. I need to know more. A sharpening of our minds, not in the place of anything else, but the word. How do I journey into now? So now you may ask yourself, so how do I receive an intelligence of love? Because I want to post, oh, I want to grow in love. I want to grow in love. Before I want to grow in love. And I've knelt down on my knees to grow in love. I've asked God for more love. I've asked him to increase my capacity to love. But how do I love? How do I increase my capacity to love? I will say it on Sunday. So these are the things that I try to say. So when I say, oh, this I'm not bringing up for work church anymore. I'm not trying to be cocky, please. I'm just trying to say that I was trying to pass a message. But unfortunately, time did not allow me to. Love begins where hope ends. Because love and faith are tied together. Love and faith bound together. When all hope is gone, I need to get Moses down to a place of hopelessness. So I remember when Bookie was so adamant this Nigeria stuff, and then it was so like you cannot go. Why? So I was saying, every man, the seed called Bookie, created for a world that needs to eat the fruit. But you know something about the seed? The seed doesn't know what fruit it is until it grows. Every seed feels the same. The orange seed and the mango seed feel the same. At the place of the ground, underneath the dirt, in the place of darkness, the seed actually thinks they're all the same. He don't know what's inside him until he can come out of the ground. So it is a hopeful life. He lives a hopeful life. What is the hopeful life? It's the growing of the roots. You can see how the roots moves, right? You can see how it moves here. And then it's like, no, let's not grow this side. Let's go this side. Do you remember the life you live when you are so hopeful? I'm so hopeful I'm going to be this. I'm so hopeful I'm going to be that. It is a, an endless journey of dead end. Endless journey. You, you come this side. No, 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 it's not here. Then you go this side. No, 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 it's not here. It's, you're creating a route 
and you're just going, no, 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 it's not here. No, 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 it's not here. And after a while, after a long while, when the roots are established, because you've gone this side, you've gone that side, you didn't know that your footsteps were creating establishments. So now the roots now says, I give up. I give up. I don't know what to do anymore. I, 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 I give up no more. I give, I give up no more. I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to do anymore. I came this side, I saw dead end. I came this side, I saw dead end. I came this side. That is, when you see the roots, that is how the root it grows, is how it establishes itself. Do you know why? The root is looking for the sun. So it actually, it actually thinks it's growing in the right direction. Many of you thought this is the right direction for my life. This is the right direction for my life. But you met that end, right? Pastor he says, I came from front. You were looking for something, it was not stagnation. But you were looking for something. What led you here was a hopeful journey. A journey of hope where you thought you would find. But you didn't find, you just became hopeless. And when you lost your hope, when you lost your hope, then all you can be filled with is love. It's just, you know what, I give up now. You know what? I, I just love this place of endless nothing that I'm in. I'm in a place of endless nothing and nowhere, and I love it. Why does God visit them when from the height of a general, Phaedra, a height of a general, and God visits him in the backside of the wilderness? It's not 10 years in the wilderness. It's not five years in the wilderness. Samuel, Samuel, it's not two years in the wilderness. It is 40 years. 14 years leading sheep, carrying their poo up and down, sharing their, 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 their wool and creating clothes. 40 years. Let me tell you, after five years, I don't know about you, but after five years, I've given up. I'm adamant that I will never be anything useful anymore after five years. I promise you that. After 10 years, I have given up. After 10 years, I can guarantee you, I'm not looking for the palace anymore. I've tried to find my way back, but I keep on being led back to the sheep. Then Moses falls in love with the sheep. Then he's like, oh, this my beautiful sheep. You're the only ones that understand me. So until you get yourself in that place, the hopelessness has not settled in. He said, oh, we will tell you that be hopeful. As long as you are hopeful, you will continue finding dead end. Because hope is a journey of its own. It will lead you to dead end. It is only by faith and love that you can be led to the sun. Oh my. 40 years confined. Confined away, all hope is lost. If you met Moses and prophesied to Moses, Moses, do you know that there is a book called Bible, and in this Bible, how you let all of Israel out of Egypt, all three million of us, after 38 years in the wilderness with sheep, the guy will look at you and he's gonna give you a middle finger. Huh? <laughs> what? You think he's gonna say it? No. What? I spent 40 years. That my intelligence was to lead armies out. Then all of a sudden, for 40 years, my intelligence is to gather poo on the ground. 
And now you tell me that I'm going to you are an evil man. And that's what Moses will do to you. It's a straight middle finger. To hell with your religion. You like, listen to what I'm saying and, and put on to, to hell with your religion. I'm giving you realities. Realities of men who cry and sleep and have hunger. Realities. He's not Moses the man of God yet. He's still Moses the man of anger. The man that has murdered. You're talking about a murderer. He's just. Moses has killed a man in cold blood, not with a sword or with a shield, with his bare hand. How much assignment and hope was coursing in the veins of Moses that he can strangle a man bare because he believes I'm the savior of Israel. He chokes the man out, kills him in cold blood. This is the man you want to tell him after 40 years. You are a cold man. You better run after you say it. <laughs> that he don't beat you down. But he's already Moses in the place of hopelessness. hopelessness. There's nothing else for him to desire. Uh, all he desires is let the sun go down and I go back to my house and drink a cold glass of water and tell my in-law your assets are safe. That is all. That is all. But that's establishing him. Guess why? Because if you can stare at 40 years of hopelessness in the face, you can stare at a Red Sea. You can stare at dead end. Moses is the only one looking at the Red Sea like, oh, I'm back here again. He's not looking at it like, what do I do now? That's the Israelites, they've not seen that before. He's remembering the amount of dead end he had, and he's like, back to this again? How do we get back here, though? And it's funny for him, so he will laugh. <laughs> back here again. Inside the sea, the sea don't know. Don't know that I am a mango tree or an orange tree. The sea don't understand until it makes its way above the ground. How do I make my way above the ground? It is by losing all of that hope now. All ambition died out. For what reason do you want to be who you say you want to be? For what reason? If it is not a reason based on love, <laughs> If it's not based on love, Sam, it is going to be like a pointless journey. It's basically a hopeless journey into hope. You're going to keep on saying, ah, it's this trait that will make us billionaires. It is this trait that will make us millionaires. No, no, no. We can do our flaw. We can do this. We can do that. Let us, let us do, 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 do. You want to you wanna create a tree of faith. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna grow a faith project. After looking at the, the, the trees that grew in Babylon, you wanna grow the same thing. It's not going to Babylon's trees crack when the wind, when the wind rages. Babylon's trees crack. They don't bend. They don't bend. They're not used to wind. There's no storms, not enough storms. 
conversation about how do I get into the world? How do I get into a conversation? I just want to get into a conversation to, for those who are sent to this world and that world. But I want to enter a conversation with, with a love intelligence. A love intelligence is I'm hearing the same words as someone else, but my heart doesn't allow me to understand it the same way. It's still the same word. But because of where I'm reading it from, the place called now, Moses. In the place of now, I see things differently. So until you start living like that, don't catch a flight, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere, because it's going to be a hopeless, you know, that's why many people go to Nigeria and they crash there. Because they go in there with their hope and believe that somehow when they step their foot there, everything will work out. A nation of kings looking for servants, and you're going there to become a king. Why you should go there to be their servant? So that they can become so used to you that they can't let go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ah, one day the servant will then say, I'm not turning up to work anymore. Then the king understands that oh, all this time I've been bound to this guy. You know that's what happened to Joseph and Pharaoh? Is that he's been the servant of Pharaoh on until one day. And he just realized <coughs> Joseph wasn't well today, and my whole life was miserable. And it's on that day that Joseph also realized, I control Egypt. The day we control will not be the day they give you title. Don't look for title. Don't think, ah, they're going to now call me the chief head. That's why I told you. Remember, I was telling you this day, every listen though. I said to you guys, it's not that you will now come tomorrow and then give a testimony. Ah, I've bought a pharmacy or I've bought a hospital. The day, the day your CEO cannot live without you, you own the, the hospital. The day the manager, the man who runs the whole thing, cannot go without you, cannot go without your presence. Who is the owner? It is you. Because you give him life. You give him life. Life begins when the shoot comes out of the ground. So he can only be called a resurrected Christ because he came out. Even though he was alive when he was inside, he has to come out for us to approve him as a resurrected seed. How to become indispensable in your places? Have conversations. What kind of a conversation? Let's bring this conversation into my world. We're not going to talk intelligence now. We're going to speak love. I want to bind a world under the love of God. How do you get love? How do you get compassion? If it's nine, you can go. In the place called love intelligence, in the place of love, there is no money. Money is life, blood. So you understand what it takes to pay for something. Stop looking to gain. You're looking to gain before you can pay. So 
you value yourself? How much do you value yourself? You're looking for something to pay a bond when you have your life. You have your life. So the, 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 the artificial intelligence puts its light, it lays itself down. That's how it make, creates value. Don't look for a, oh, I'm just going to create spaceships. I'm telling you the truth. It is Pastor Mario continuing in the delivery of Tuesday up until if she can enter into that place of love, then she stops seeing it as her show. She begins to see the show as the 92,000 people that viewed it this year. What are they looking for? Stories. What do they want to hear from? Herself. So those people are actually not concerned if she's a good person or a bad person. What they want to see is the face of the person and be updated with the life of the person. Is that not why you guys watch reality TV? It's supposed to be the ups and downs of a certain individual so that you can, you know, you guys have all watched Kardashian and all this thing. You were cussing and abusing them when they were going through problems. And you still tuned in. And you still could not wait for episode two. So why am I afraid if I'm going to be cussed and abused? It's, it is, you've entered into a realm now. It's the realm called, you are the light of the world. You see, the light of the world is not about being a good guy or a bad guy. It is that you are the attention of the world. Light brings attention. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Light brings focus. Light brings what is going on. When you see a light flash, you say, what is going on there? It's not down to the detail of the light. Is it made out from Bosch or is it made from Sony? It is what is happening over there. So now, if she can swallow controversy, swallow the mountain of controversy, swallow the mountain of media, if she can swallow that mountain, guess what? She can create her own controversy. You know what God's trying to say, bro? He's saying to us that look at controversy and where it's brought you now. It's, it's allowed a PO to become more fearless and to bring himself more into the spotlight and fight stronger. So guess what now? I will begin to create controversy for myself. Reality TV is not reality. They will decide tomorrow, should we fake pregnancy tomorrow? They will decide it all in their bedroom, then they'll come and act it in. And tell this reality But it's just to keep a world under a conversation, that is all. Everybody feels good about themselves if they see someone else fall short. So let me give them some falling shots. Let me show them Biocon pray no more. Let me show them that, that Alex has fallen into something. Let me give them some falling shot. They, they love that. They love that. They love to see the falling shot and they love to see that I almost fell. You know, but something deep down inside they don't want you to fail totally. Because they want to keep on seeing you fail. So remember what Peter was saying, that the life is like this. So you just decide, okay, now it's time for me to take this thing back up. Let me take this thing back up and then they witness your rise again. And then guess what? The rise creates more of a jealousy again. And they're looking forward to your fall. Don't keep rising. And then if you keep rising, you lose them. What do I mean by that? 
it is that you create fictitious moments of, of weakness. You make yourself look weak and say, ah, I'm suffering, my leg is pain me, but with one eye you're waking. <laughs> leg no pain in nothing. Upon all the thousands of exposing, you still have 1,000 people in a service sowing seed. Okay, so you've done your worst, now you've made me famous, thank you. I've been calling myself Goldman here and there. It's only my mom and dad that knew. At least now there's how many other thousand people that will know. How to take yourself into the place. Of, so Moses is ready for that life. If you're, you can only be ready for that life if you've swallowed and you've decided, I need a love of intelligence now. I'm not going to be able to find out what God is saying in regards to a certain thing. And when fire touches water, you know you're just hearing the hiss. The hiss of the fire hit the water and you're seeing the smoke from the cooling. When you start hearing those kind of words. <laughs> Inside you is a river. Just deviate to the side of it. Inside you is that river. Inside you. Inside you is that river, that barrel. Well, you see, the issue with the Lord and his conversation, just like Moses can attest, he came in a light, in a fire. He came in a light. But there has to have been some water somewhere. Because it is only the fire of God, the light of God, only lands where there is water. Because he needs proof of life. Because men are not made from dust, men are made from water. So he needs proof of man for his words to come and land. Moses, this is holy ground, meaning as you stood here now, I've identified with the waters of the word inside you, Moses. You're, you're ready to listen to me. Whether it be in the upper room or in your bedroom, you need the waters of the word. The waters. What is the waters of the word? It's not that you know word like PO, it's that you desire. It is the desire of that word. You must desire, you must desire so much word. You have to have that kind of desire so that the, listen, it said, then the spirit of God hovered on the waters. Until you've got waters like that. God ain't interested in coming down to pay a visit. It's just that simple. You can pray from today to tomorrow, but it is, it, it is, he's desiring something. He's desiring that water. He's desiring. So until you guys can get yourself into that place where you understand. I'm an architect, but let me understand that Joshua stood by the by the end of a mountain. But it was not a mountain Joshua stood by. He was standing by the edge of a pyramid. It's not a 
mountain because Moses cannot bring mountain. He's, a, he's an Egyptian man. So how did how did how how what kind of conversation did God have with Moses at the top of Sinai? It's the same conversation the Egyptians had when they made the pyramids because their law and their God is at the top. Rather, the God of Sun at the top of the pyramid. You know, it is it is technology that till today we don't understand and we cannot feel why. Because at the top there they began a conversation of laws, how to rule worlds. And so God says to Moses, come up this mountain is a pyramid. And begins to tell him, This is the law, this is the structure, this is the law, this is the structure. Now go out to at the bottom, Joshua sitting for God's word to come down from the pyramid. People who run to any church, running into the four walls of the church, but looking for God's word. God's word is not in the building. God's word is not in the building. God, it said, it, it pleased him to conceal a man. How does God conceal? He hides it where he knows men cannot go. So he then gave a template to the men who can rise. Have you ever asked yourself, how did Moses climb the mountain? Because us today, we are better men, fitter, stronger, and we still use mountain too. So how did he climb the mountain? With sandal and cloak. How? What kind of mountain is my climb? Was that escalator? No. Or is this mountain the same as I see something running? Is it the same experience? Could it be that they both at the bottom of that mountain, but this guy's mind has gone somewhere else and climbed the mountain Joshua? But it's gonna take a man with that love to be able to enter that room. So do you know what happened? What happened is very simple. I'm standing with Joshua, but Joshua is in tomorrow, but I'm in now. Joshua is in tomorrow, but I'm in now because there's a heart I have. Joshua's still not able to have that heart because Joshua's still not let the sheep. So I'm in now. And now I'm at the top of this place. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. You can't have a pure hand because even a pure hand disqualifies Moses to enter that realm. Yes, sir. Yes, because sir. he's murdered before. Yes, sir. It's clean. It was bloody. He washed it. But that heart is pure. Because the heart wanted to just do assignment. Lord, I killed him for my assignment. No, don't go kill him. But Lord, I murdered him because of assignment. It's not like I just pulled out knives to do some end stuff. I'm not a guy from the end. I was so burning with your assignment that I grabbed this throat and I wrestled the guy to the ground. Because it's not like that guy, you, that's not love. That's not what I'm trying to say. You know, that's why when you hear the word coming out of certain men, you're pushed to do some crazy radical things. But you see, if you don't have the love intelligence, you can't discern rightly what the man of God is saying. So in your mind, you're just like, I can kill anyone for and the truth is, you can't. You just heard a word that just, like, I can just tear someone's neck for this thing. 
but with the with the with the eyes of love, it's pushed you to know I can break down a body and raise it again. The more leaders I raise, the more seed I sow. So you now know how what the leader was really saying with that word. You understand what they were saying with those things. You know you can be in a conversation with someone and know what's really being said. I remember what happened when I was in a meeting with Pastor Toby and this lady who leads a hedge fund. And PT and her were discussing. They were saying all kinds of words. Good morning. How are you, sir? I've heard of your work. You're such an awesome man. You've done so many things. I'm privileged to meet you. And PT replied, yes, good evening, ma. Good morning, ma. How are you? I've heard so much about you from um, Oni. You're a great lady. Thank you for helping us. That is what they said by word. But something strange happened to me then. This was in a Kintong cell. I remember sharing this testimony, but it's only now that I'm preaching that I understand what happened. They were saying those things, but that's not what I was hearing. I was hearing a whole other conversation, but a whole other conversation. And I was like, no way are they really doing this. Their hearts were speaking something else, but their lips were moving, saying something else. So I understand that. Many of you have met fellows, men of influence, people who could have changed the world. But you were not filled. You were not broken down. You were not able to have the real conversation with them. So there was a confusion in your conversation. And you thought that you had to voice with your lips can we work together? But you didn't understand that in their realm, you don't say, can we work together? You say, good morning. <laughs> you say, good morning. And is that good morning? It is that, how are you doing? It is that, this doesn't work this way, it works that way. Those subtle words meant something else. The world is trying to lead in this thing, conversations. The banking world has begun conversations. How are they doing that? There is now Samsung is getting into banking. Google is getting into banking. Huh? Apple, all these guys getting into banking. What are they doing to get into banking? They realize that, you see, they, they heard what God is saying. God began to speak and say, the world of finance is not given to the banks. The world of finance was given to Moses because Moses had a community that robbed Egypt. So the world of finance is given to community. But the world is hearing it quicker than us. So all of a sudden, Apple got up and said, we have a community. It's called the Apple community. There's about 10 million of us. And we realize we don't need so they started Apple Pay. And then, because some, some realized, they're right. The community are the bankers. Yes, sir. What is the banking world? The banking world is not Barclays and these guys. These guys have put you under a sway for too long. Yeah. They, 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 
they try to make sure you don't hear what's going on. So they're telling you, we are banks, we are banks. He said, what is my bank? is just a guy, one bubble that takes your money and keeps it for you. I can form that in my own community. But they don't want you to know that language. So Google, begin Google Pay. Because they realized the most searched word, Facebook, Google, Google realized we have a community. So let's create our own money. Let's create our own banking and create our own world. Where no one rules in this world but us. We are the God of that world. They pay through us. They search through us. Their email is through us. Everything is through us. You know the last people to call God's conversation, the church. As big and mighty as they are, they still not clock that they're the biggest community in the world and they can just wake up tomorrow and say, to hell with all this banking stuff. We're going to create our own thing and they will just bankrupt the whole world overnight, but they don't have the balls to do it. They don't have the love to do it, bro. No love to do it. It's ministry against ministry. There's no love, no word to do it. Apple Pay, Google Pay. Who else? Everybody's doing pay now. Huh? Square. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. You know, when I heard this word the first time, I went and I began to draw Paul's pay. Because I realized that even if it's just 20 of us here that decide to just back with each other. You know you just make money from just selling money. If we just send money around to each other, in regards to the laws of banking, if we send money here to each other, a thousand times, do you know how much richer we make each other? Because of something in banking called rebates. Rebates is, you're not making money, but the banks, the institution of finance pays you for just sending. Just because you sent to him, they'll pay you a pound. So the wealth and the rich and the wealth that you know they do with this, they exploit this kind of wisdom. And they can just stand with each other and be having a conversation. What are they doing? They're just sending money back and forth. They're speaking. They're not saying hello or goodbye. They just, I sent a million, send it back, and I'll send it back again, and you send it back. At the end of the year, our million has made 400,000. But guess what? It's just by sending it back and forth. Church is so behind. Not able to clock these conversations. There's a guy who started something called Square. Do you know who leads Square? Do you know, do you guys know who Jack Dorsey is? The, the guy who made Twitter. This guy who made Twitter, let me tell you something. Do you know that the guy who started Twitter did not, his, his main plan is not even Twitter. He became a billionaire at 30. Do you know why? He discovered, he saw something flickering. And he said, let me turn and look what is going on. This is in like 2011, Lord, correct me if I'm wrong. And in that time, he's seen community banking. He started something called Square, a, a, a system that allows payments. They made him a billionaire, but guess what? Not anyone used it. He just established the order. He established the knowledge. He established that wisdom. And he was so far ahead as a prophet in the world that everybody thought, for what the hell is that? People are now catching up with the conversation. But who is lagging behind? The church. Lagging behind. Ah. So far behind. 
So Jadosi woke up the other day and said, I'm leaving Europe, I'm leaving America, and I'm going to Africa. Why? Because he knows, as an evangelist, there are people there that have not heard his gospel. So he's going to establish more. He's going to establish more. This conversation is going on, guys. You just need to crawl into your world. I know what they're saying in the realm of love, not what they're talking about. There are many boxes, believe me. There are many people who box, there are many athletes. Boxing is the most individual sport you ever come across. It's like tennis. There are many talented boxers who never make it. That do make something about their story. I can't fight for myself, I gotta fight for everybody else. So it sounds cliche when you hear it. I had to box for these people. But it's just part of love.
it's like here. Eyes perceive. The eyes perceive. Can you hear me in the back? Where the heart sees. What does that mean? Eyes see where the heart perceives. When Pastor Ali was speaking and he asked the question, he said, How did Moses climb that mountain? Was it an image that was shown to him? Was he standing there, but in his heart, an image of him at the top of this mountain? What God does is he paints pictures. He paints pictures in the hearts of men. Eyes see, let me say that right, sorry. Eyes perceive what the heart sees. So what God will do to a man is that he will begin to paint. He will paint a picture, a portrait in a man, in a man's heart. We call that vision. Let me tell you something, post. Seeing through your eyes is the elementary stage of seeing. It's the beginning. When you begin to see through your heart, your eyes are open. So when God paints a picture in the hearts of men, He's giving them a vision, a future. A man can call it what he wants, so it's a picture. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Pray for it very soon. I just to make sure you understand what we're praying for. When God said, the eyes are the windows of the heart. And then Paul began to elaborate in the visions, praying that the eyes of the heart may be enlightened. You understand that there is something about this heart that sees more than what the physical eye can see. You see, the eyes see, and it's dependent on factors internally and externally. So if I look at this room, I'll tell you what I see based on what I expect a house to look like. Yeah. What I've been to before, what I've seen before. Yes. But when God paints a picture in my heart, no matter what my eyes may have seen before, no matter what I expect of a house to look like, that picture is what a house is. The heart is what we see by. It's the heart. We don't see by what's going on today. We know by what we've shown, what God has shown us our spirit. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. We're going to pray a simple prayer for him. As regarding the heart. We're going to say, Lord, paint a picture in my heart. Paint a vision in my heart. I'll tell you why. Those that can take over tomorrow are those that have answers for tomorrow. Those that have seen ahead. Those that have the answers of the problem for today. But it takes God to paint the picture to that man. So when God spoke to Abraham, he painted a picture in his heart. What Abraham could see was a barren man, a barren lady. But God spoke directly to his heart and painted a picture. He showed him a man of many nations. That's a picture he painted in the heart of Abraham. When God sent the prophet to speak to David in the backyard, he anointed him as king. Those around saw David as a boy. That's the picture they saw in their eyes. They saw him as a servant, tending the sheep. But the picture that God showed David, the picture that God showed the prophet was a king in the heart. I believe that God is going to start painting pictures in the hearts of men. I will no longer go by what we see. 
thank you. Father, we thank you for the word here today. Father, we know that the word says that the entrance of the word gives light. Please understand this is simple. Father, we believe you have spoken from your pastor. When we believe that the word has been sown, Father, in our hearts. Therefore, Father, as the word says, guide your heart. Because the issues of life come out. We, Father, therefore, tonight, we guard our hearts. That as the word has been sown, Father, and as the word has received, we pray, Father, that the word cannot be taken from us. Father, we believe that you have spoken. We, Father, hold on to every word that you have spoken through faith. Despite what today may look like, despite what our eyes may see, O oh Lord, or our eyes may perceive, we know, Father, that the word has been spoken and inserted us into us, O oh Lord. We believe in your word, Father. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe, Father, that what you've done today, Father, is what no man can do. We believe that today, Father, is a change, and that will cause a change in our lives. We don't even hear the same. For when I hear the word, and when we hear the word, we are expecting it. For we know that, Father, when the word comes results. So therefore, Father, we pray and we honor you for the word today. We thank you. We believe. And therefore, we speak. You know, the word says in Psalms, we believe. And therefore, we speak. Since we have the same spirit of faith, those that went forward had, we also believe and therefore we also speak. So I want us to end different today. I want to speak. Those that believe, those that have that same spirit of faith that the Bible calls, that says that they heard the word and they believe they spoke. How many people heard the word today? Yes, sir. How many people believe? Yes, sir.